Welcome back to Blonde in Mexico. Hello, hello. I'm here today with the lovely humanitarian Mariana Baron. She is a fixture in the on-air industry in Mexico with uh, with tons of radio shows. And she is the voice of the iconic uh, luxury department store Palacio de Hierro, which is super cool. Uh, we met on a trip actually to Canada earlier this year, right before the COVID craziness, um, when it was still safe to travel. And today we're recording the first podcast I've recorded in person in months at a safe distance. She's very far across the table from me. How are you, Mariana? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, my love. I'm so happy. Do you want me to speak in English? Or English, English. This is for uh, an audience, of course, with Mexicans, but yeah, more okay. for the U.S. and uh, expats and people from out of the country. Perfect. How cool that you speak perfect English. Well, I will try, you know, sometimes yeah, it's not good. perfect, but... <laughs> My Spanish is far from perfect, so we got to try, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we haven't seen each other since then, so how has everything been going? I mean, now there's a pandemic, it's crazy, so how are you and what's been happening? I'm okay, you know, I work a lot at home mm -hmm. with my studio, home office, so it's been cool, and and I've been doing so many things, you know, I'm a, I'm not a quiet person at all, so I like to, to move a lot and do so many things, so I've been doing my radio show, which is every night at 11 p.m. That is 11 p.m. Yes. So do you take a nap before? Or? Yes, of yes? course. <laughs> okay. I would need to be napping before. Yeah. So cool. So it's live. Yeah, it's live. And I am doing at my home. Wow. Yeah, at my studio. So you could do it in your PJs. Yes. Amazing. Uh -huh. And what is it about? Well, the name of my radio show, it's Delirio Nocturno. Uh, so that how means do you say delirium in English? A nighttime delirium. Uh -huh, delirium, yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh -huh, okay. Nighttime delirium. And it's a show about like a night magazine, you know, lifestyle magazine. So I, I have a, a lot of support of uh, gastronomy, chefs, uh, mayoras, cocineros, you know, everybody. What is a mayora? Mayora is a woman that works in kitchen out of the city and they work with la mayora is the, the the woman who represents the kitchen but it's not a chef okay mayora it's so typical like a like our mexican woman that they are you know cooking and and doing things she's doing everything yes so almost like a host kind of Yeah, but... Or like the matriarch of the kitchen? Uh -huh, it's like the matriarch. So she's calling the shots. Yes, yes, yes. The oh, matriarch. Oh, I love that. Yes. I want to be that. <laughs> yeah. That is so cool. And they, they, they don't think about chef or, you know, they cook for their people, their towns, their, their wow. areas. So they are the, the, the top 
That is so cool. I never knew about that. So they're more like, they're in restaurants, but more... No, no, they are not in restaurants. They are like in kitchens, you know, informal cooking. Ah. So if you go to Oaxaca, for example, Uh and and you want to eat some um, tlacoyos or tlayudas, which is the... Very oh, typical so plate. Have you tried yes. Tlayudas? So that's like corn that's long and oval, like a tortilla, but like thicker, right? Uh-huh. And and just because some people don't know it, that's not like the it, uh, the interpretation of uh, you're not going to find that in the U.S. most likely. No, so no, it's complicated. It's long. You eat it with a fork and a knife. You have to, right? Mm, no, it's not the best. It's like it's a better very, very your... big tostada. Uh-huh. No, I can better. You explain it than me. You know, it's like a very big tortilla or tostada, which is uh-huh. a little hard, uh-huh. and they put asiento. Asiento. It's like the 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 pig. Um, mm. ¿Cómo se dice la grasa del puerco? Um, uh, so the pork fat. <laughs> Wow, so it's extra healthy. Four, yeah. <laughs> extra healthy. Yum. <laughs> and then they put beans, uh-huh. agua, aguacate or guacamole. Yeah, lo, tomatoes maybe. Tomato, lettuce. Quesillo. Quesillo, <gasps> obviously. Yum. And they put um, the, la carne esta oaxaqueña que se llama... Ay, Dios. Is it like the shredded uh, something? Um, ay, ay. It, it's kind of cecina. Pero se llama tasajo, tasajo. Okay. They put so, tasajo. Th- so it's like a thin steak. Uh-huh. Okay. So it's like a very, very big to- uh, tostada. Yum. And, and that woman, it's behind the, the door, el horno. Uh-huh. I'm sorry for That's my okay, English. the oven. The oven. Uh-huh. And, and she's doing, she's preparing for you, but it's not a restaurant, you know. It's right. a typical place in Mexico, which is more local. Uh, informal. Yeah, so that means it's probably so delicious. Son cocinas locales. Uh-huh. So mayoras are there. So you can go to all different ones and they all have their own recipes and it's unstructured and rustic and delicious, right? Uh-huh. <gasps> that sounds like where everybody should go. Yes. So you get to interview... Uh, a- well, I was in Puerto Escondido uh-huh. recently and thank God I, I, I took some days because my it was my boyfriend's birthday. Uh-huh. So we traveled to Puerto Escondido, which is one of the best beaches in, in La Costa de Oaxaca. Uh, and I've never been. I'm dying to oh, go. Oh, yes. You should come, Daniele. Daniele, you're Daniele. so beautiful. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we were I there mean. like 10 days, you know, the airplane's so secure, we were so oh. protected with... Globes and you uh-huh. know, mask and everything with travel. And there are no so many um, return airplanes, so uh-huh. we had to stay some other days oh, because they canceled. <laughs> too bad. <laughs> but but I went to, to this place which is Casahuabi. I don't okay. know if you know about no, this I don't. place. It's an amazing place, and um, the architecture is Tadao Ando. Tadao Ando, it's one of the biggest, biggest architects in the world. Wow. Which is um, Pulitzer Prize. Wow. Yeah, and and he worked with one of our big artists here in Mexico, which is Bosco Sodi. Okay. Have you heard about no. Bosco Sodi? No, I'm feeling so weird that I don't know either one of those. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> well, it, they create this space, 22 hectares, uh-huh. 
How do you say hectares in English? Hectares? Hectares. ¿Qué es eso, Jimmy? Uh -huh, but I don't know how to say in English. Like a like an acre? Aha, uh -huh, acre. Acre, okay. So I need two acres. Uh-huh. And it's an amazing place because it's like a cultural space and it's a resident residence for artists. Oh so wow. artists from everywhere of the world uh -huh. they go there and they stay there wow. and work in, in, in In their art. And you can go and see all the art and stuff. Yes. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And so some other art, uh, architects been uh, creating and constructing, you know, installations or, or like Alberto Calach. Have you heard about him? No, I don't know how. <laughs> well, I understand. I thought that I was pretty, pretty well voiced on all the Mexican artists and architects, but apparently I have a lot to learn. You're teaching me so much. Yes, I will. I <laughs> Thank <promise>. you. <laughs> so it was fantastic to wow. be in Puerto Escondido. Well, that's good. So it's really been kind of positive so far. Yes. More or less, even though it's kind of tough. Yeah. You're, you're just not stopping. That's no. good. And, and I, I'm cooking because I really like to cook for, you know, homeless here yeah. in Mexico. That's something that I definitely wanted to ask you about. So I know you've been doing all kinds of stuff. So how did you start doing that? Like, how did you connect with them? And, and what are you doing exactly? And it's so, I mean, I've been seeing so many good things and that's so great and amazing. Uh, I, you have such a big heart. Yes. And, and, you know, we have to do something else more than things we need right in these situations we, mm -hmm. we are living a, a, a pandemia and we are in crisis in the world and, and all the time we think about ourselves and, and and we worry about our people but more than that we are okay mm -hmm. so we have to do more because we can do more for others mm -hmm. and and that gives me a lot of uh, satisfaction and, and and I'm active you know mm -hmm. creating inspiring myself at my kitchen doing you know preparing arroz rice mexican rice mm -hmm. or uh, chicken with green sauce mm -hmm. tomato sauce yum or, i'm getting hungry <laughs> or mexican beans uh -huh. and then you 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 feel that you are doing something else you yeah know? you're sharing uh -huh, i'm sharing so well i i, I knew about this uh, this um, movement or this platform, which is Cocinamos CDMX. Okay. And one of my friends... He so has, we cook Mexico City, basically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But, but there are so many. And now, these days in Mexico, so many people... You are know, helping. Helping. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend, Abelardo Macondes, mm -hmm. which he's, uh, he has a... También... Mm, uh, um, He's a PR in Mexico. Okay. He's from Brazil. With Shushu, another friend who works in TV, they start with another friends. Uh-huh. You know, they said, what are we going to do uh -huh. here on the these days with COVID? And we have to help. So they start inviting people to cook at your place mm -hmm. because, you know, we have to take our distance. Right, with, right. Uh -huh. Exactly. So cook at your... At your so you house. cook at your own house? Yes, I cook at my own house. And then they give you all the products because they, they've been receiving a lot of donations. Oh, my gosh. So you're preparing all the donations? Yes. Ugh. But if you want to, 
you take the donations if you want to give. share, yeah, yeah, to give the, the the food and everything. It's up to you, right? And then you cook for twenty, for thirty, for forty people. Yeah, because you think about place. it. If you're living on the street and you get a big bag of rice, like what are you going to do with it? That, exactly. Yeah. So many people don't. You need have to give them pre prepared food. To, uh -huh. Exactly. So that's a that's a difference, you know, between uh -huh. that's a difference with other platforms of, uh -huh. of sharing. That no? makes sense. Uh huh. So they give you everything, and you said this week I'm going to cook for 20 people. Then you bring the food with all the volunteers, and we go to La Merced, which uh -huh. is a, a downtown here in Mexico, where there's the market, right? Or the market burned down there. Mercado Merced, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, uh -huh. But it's a very affected area. Uh -huh. There are so many, so many junkie people yeah. and, you know, young people, women, pregnant women, oh, a lot God. of chemos here in Mexico. It's, it's so hard. Right. Really, it's so hard and so yeah. sad. Right. So they don't have food. They don't have food. They Ugh. don't have anything. So and, that's a and, really amazing thing that you're doing. And and we are doing that. We're now we are volunteers from all over the country. Now in Monterrey, in Guadalajara, in Aguascalientes, in Estado de México, in Mexico City, and and we are preparing food for so many, um, so many people. Not just this area in Merced. Now we went to another place, which is Coruña. It's an albergue. Okay. And and there. They, over there are very old people. Mm -hmm. so uh, they yeah. don't have anything, Ugh. and and it, it feels, and they don't have the strength to go and prepare their food. They they have food sometimes, you know, at Coruña, for example. Yeah, they but there's have nothing their, like a homemade meal from someone yeah. if and if you're not feeling well or you're not feeling strong or you don't have the money that much money or and now the situation or anyway so for any human being for exactly. someone else to prepare a meal for someone else is an act of love i mean it mm -hmm. should be and it should feel like that when you receive it right yeah so that's a really beautiful thing and the situation now it's so complicated because so many people doesn't have work right. they don't have food it's not necessarily just homeless people or mm -hmm. old people you know with covid mm -hmm. so many people's Yeah, we're very blessed have to nothing. still have work. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, we're blessed that we have work. Ugh. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> I want to do it. Come with us. Do they us. need more people to cook? Yes, because I have space to do it, and I could do it in my apartment. I mean, I don't care. Please, But we will do it uh, till uh, July 15, I think so. And okay. we are, you know, we depend on government, and right. if the, everything is start working again. Uh huh. So, but we we continue doing this. So, That's if you want so to, cool. I, yeah, would come love with us. to. Yeah, that would be so fun. Yes, I've been really wanting to do something here, and I don't know if other people that come from another country or even in your own country, it's like you get so preoccupied with life. And I try to do little things to be kind about for people in my neighborhood or or just people that are in my life. I mean. Uh, I feel that I live my life as a good person, but I always feel like I could do more. And it's so inspiring to see that you're actually doing it because I know many people have that intention. And especially during this crazy time, everyone wants to do more. And sometimes you just don't know how or you're overwhelmed. Or So that's helpful to me that you're doing it and I can jump on the bandwagon. You know what I mean? Yes, jump on the wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. But that was my feeling, you know. 
okay, I have everything mm -hmm. that I need and more, more than mm -hmm. what I need, no? Mm -hmm. You can help your brother, you can help your sister, yeah. your father, your mother, around the people yeah. who are close to you. But more than that, we can do more than that. Right. So I start with, in my, show, in my radio show, in Delirio Nocturno, I start, uh, you know, covering and, and, and talking with foundations, Cadena Foundation, mm -hmm. it was one of the ones that inspired me to, to do something else because, because two ladies went to the street with food, mm -hmm. with like a, una canasta de rice, uh -huh. beans, but not prepared, uh -huh. and they gave it to someone. And they said, right. okay, that's good, but the people doesn't have yeah. house. They don't have anywhere to cook. Uh-huh. Right. So, so I've been doing so many things. I don't know if you, uh, I explain very good with my No, English. that was perfect. <laughs> no, that's so good and it's so inspiring and it's so nice to to hear that you're you're changing a negative into a positive and and yeah. And sometimes for me as well, it, being here in Mexico, I've been looking for somewhere for example to donate clothes. And mm -hmm. I would go to this place and they'd be like, "We only want clothes for this size and we're only taking donations until this date." And I was just like, "Really? Like I have all this stuff and I don't know where to send it." So again, you are exploring all the ways to do it and you're doing that legwork, which is such a big part of the job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If someone just has to show up, it's a lot easier, but you're doing all the with, the legwork with, with uh, Abelardo Macondes uh -huh. and all that. They they've been talking with the, the El padre, ¿cómo se dice? El padre en inglés, el... The father? Ajá, but the, de la iglesia. You el mean like the priest? Ajá, the priest. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. La papa. <laughs> the papa. <laughs> yeah. Abelardo Macondes, he talked with the priest of La Merced and another, because churches oh. in Mexico, around churches, they uh -huh. help homeless people. Right, right, right. So that's a good point no. to help. Yeah, so I never have, even thought about yeah. that. Yeah, so if you Hello, have I really don't or go to church. clothes or everything. You can that, always go to a church. Yes. I literally have a church across the street from me. I never thought of that. It's a good place. You're smart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very, it's enlightening. It's such a simple thing, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Such a good suggestion. Okay, so... I want to back it up a little bit, and, and I, I want to know where you're from and what your upbringing was like, and like, where are you from in Mexico? I'm from Mexico City. Oh! Yes, soy de Feña. Amazing. De Feña. <laughs> I love Maybe that. Maybe you don't understand that expression, but here in Mexico, Chilanga? it used to call, like, well, I'm Chilanga, which uh -huh. is another slang uh -huh. concept. Exactly. I love it. that you're from here. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Los Chilangos somos de la Ciudad de México. Uh -huh. We are from Mexico City. But now... The Mexico City, you, we used to call DF. Right, exactly. Uh -huh. That's uh -huh. why we said DFeños. Ah, uh, But now got we it. are not anymore DF. Right. I don't know why. Well, yeah, no. they changed it. Yeah. Just for those who don't know, it was Distrito Federal, and now it's called the City of Mexico. Sí, CDMX, yeah. Ciudad de México. Yeah, everything is CDMX. Uh -huh. More institutional. Yeah. So, mm. I like DF better. Some I, people, a lot of people still say it. Uh -huh. And everyone knows what they mean. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I'm from here. I'm the Feña. I'm, I'm Feña. Chilanga. I'm from La Ciudad de México, which so is cool. an amazing city, really. I've been living here all my life. Uh. Well, I went, I travel a lot, but twice I traveled out a year in 
to Israel, oh, the wow. kibbutz. I think I remember you talking about Israel, yeah, <laughs> on our trip. Yes, and another years for my English, you know, <laughs> when I was young, I Oh, but I your traveled. English is really good, please. Yeah, it's okay. I can totally understand you. So so I, I went with my twin sister to Saudi one year. Oh, you have a twin sister? Yes. Do you look alike? Yes. Oh, my God. She's blonde, blue eyes. Oh, but you still look the same. We, we look very... Oh, my God, I want to see you together. I bet that's so cute. <laughs> yes, it's the best to oh, have a twin sister. that's so cool. Yeah, dear. Oh, I love it. So I've, I'm from here. And your parents are from here. My parents are from... My mother died recently. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like... It's gonna be three years now. Oh, time so goes so fast. Oh gosh! But well, we're sending from lots here. of love to heaven to her. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and my father's still with us. He's eighty now. Oh. He doesn't want to go out anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's you know, smart. They are vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. With their age and everything. Yeah. My grandma's about to be ninety-two. She has not left the house since like March. Oh. Not even to walk to the mailbox or anything. Yeah. And so my mom lives with her and is keeping her in a little bubble. And she's so healthy and she's so happy. And, you know, if anyone's come in the house, like one time they had to have the cable guy come. He had on booties and mask and not get anywhere near her. So, yeah, it's really important. If mm -hmm. you can stay home, you should stay home. Yes, for sure. So so well, we are okay. Everybody's okay. My, I have we're four, four sisters. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Oh, so cute. Puras mujeres. Oh, I All love women. it. That's nice. Yeah, and so so you know, I'm from here, and we are the a big family. My father used to have eleven brothers and oh, sisters. Oh yeah, that's a lot. So we are like the you know the old families from Mexico, that's like so a traditional beautiful. families. Yeah. So that's... we are a lot of primos and. Uncles, aunts, uh -huh. primos, I don't know how to say Cousins. It. Cousins. Yeah. Ah, Mariana. No, it's perfect. <laughs> so are, are most of them living here in Mexico City? Or do they live? Yeah, some, no. Everybody lives, you know, wherever. Some of my cousins live in, out. Out? In U.S. Mm -hmm. My sister lives in U.S., in New York for Veronica. So that's wonderful that you get to visit her. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. So how did everything evolve for you into the industry that you're in, the, the industry of radio and, and everything? How did that happen? Like, and what drew you towards it? And I know there's also a focus on, on food that yes. you're so passionate about. Yes. I, I, when I, before I went to Israel, I studied like two years uh, law. Mm -hmm. Wow. Aha. Uh -huh. Interesting. Yes. But Because I, I'm, I'm always looking justice and fair, mm -hmm. you know. That's amazing. Uh -huh. So that's why, that, that was my impulse to study laws, but I didn't like it at all. So after two years, I decided that I was not happy. And then um, I, I was a little depressed. You know, it's, it was a moment, it was a complicated moment because... Well, yeah, change always is, but it's uh -huh. better to, nothing, nothing good is easy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Always the best things are the hardest ones. See, it seems like that anyway. Yeah. So, so I decide to go to Israel to a kibbutz to to find myself mm -hmm. and feel better. I went with a friend. I stayed there for a year in Israel, which is a fantastic country. Have you been? No, I'm dying to go. Oh, it's the best country. 
And and then when I returned to Israel, I decided that I wanted to to go and work on radio. Because all the time at home, we were like four girls, my mother, my father, parties, friends, you know, family, mm -hmm. enjoying life, always with microphones, singing, doing uh, <laughs> obras de teatro. Oh, nice, doing plays. Uh -huh, plays. So, well, I decided that I really like to, and everybody told me, oh, you have a beautiful voice, my mother. You do. So, so I said, okay, I want to. Mm -hmm. I like music. I love to listen to the voices through the radio. So I think uh, I want to do radio. So, you know, we used to have this um, neighbor, Alejandro uh -huh. González Iñárritu, which is a very now important uh, director. And... He used to change, well, he used to work on radio those days. He was not in direct. He wasn't in movies yet. No, he uh -huh. was not in movies. And I called him because he was friend, close friend from my boy's friend sisters, uh -huh. all sisters. And I called him and I said, Negro, because everybody knows him as Negro. Okay. El Negro González Iñárritu. And I called him and I said, Negro, I just returned from uh, Israel and I would like to try working on radio I don't care in what right you just wanted but to try I want mm -hmm. to believe you know working mm -hmm. on radio and so he he said okay I'm gonna recommend you with my friend I'm leaving radio now because I'm gonna work on, on TV with uh, creating some production with uh, another important Mexican guy but you can come at to W Radio and try and learn how to Amazing. do Amazing. That's so smart. Yes. And, you know, Alejandro González Iñárritu is very popular because he's been doing like Birdman, Revenant, Babel, Amores Perros. It's so huge movies. His movies are so big and he's now. So his name creative. is so creative. Birdman is so wow. crazy. Yes. <laughs> but The Revenant was beautiful. Wow. What, like a powerful movie. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he's wow. amazing. So so well. So he, it's huge. So he recommended me. I you think know. I remember seeing him uh, getting the award for Revenant. No, I feel like I, I must have seen an award show or something where, I don't know something, but yeah, I know who it is now. But you know, for me, he's like my guru mm. on radio, Alejandro González Iñárritu. He gave me the opportunity, and then I start working on radio as a secretary. Oh, I have to say, so you worked your way up, <laughs> receptionist. Amazing, <laughs> but that's the best way to learn from from the bottom up or learn from yeah the administrative part, and then you know all the parts and how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I always wanted to talk on the radio, but I was not prepared for doing that. So right. I start from Yeah, sometimes you, know, you just got to put yourself out there. Uh-huh. No, that's good. It's like an internship. Yes. That's paid. I was, Amazing. Exactly. I was like You're an learning. internship. And I work with a very um, important group of voices in Mexico, which is now important voices now these days. Mm -hmm. So I start my, my career over, over there. Then, when that project's finished, that project finished, I start learning and having my own license to talk on radio. And then, after some years, um, I went with another Mexican family, Radio Mexican family. Mm -hmm. They are uh, La Familia Huesca. Okay. So, I work with them. Uh, they have a Stereo Cien, this traditional radio station from adult contemporary. So I worked with them like six years, and then I started, you know, working on radio. Then 
uh, I had the opportunity to work on, on publicity, which I love, mm -hmm. doing voiceover for publicity. That's so fun. Yes, and I worked so many years with Carlos Slim. Um, like okay, cool. <laughs> Carlos Slim, you know, biz yeah. uh, business or or brands, right? Doing the boys for their brands, some like Telmex. Uh huh. So that's the main gas station. In no, Mexico. but it's not gas. Well, no. Tel uh, uh, Telmex. Telephone. I, Tel sorry, te I'm thinking Pemex, which is also him. <laughs> uh huh. Uh -huh. No, no, no. Yeah. Pemex is not from him. It is not. No, 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 no. Officially, no. What We don't know if he's the owner of Pemex. I don't think so. No. Does he have gas? No. Really? Well, I don't know. I'm totally, as an American, misinformed. I'm glad that, that we had this conversation. <laughs> okay, so it's Telmex. I, I really thought know. he owned all those gas stations. I don't know why. No, he, he creates Lada, used to be Lada, before Telmex, this monopoly, and all the communications in Mexico and some other places in the world. But he creates Telmex. Okay. Now, he has Sanborns. He has so yeah. many other business, you know. So I used to work with their brands like Sección Amarilla, which is the, the book where you had to, maybe you... Yellow Pages? Yes, Yellow Pages. Oh, yeah, so, so the phone book. <laughs> so that goes along with Telmex. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So I used to work with him with a very well, important... Well, Sanborns is a huge thing. Exactly. On every corner. And I worked with them like 15 years. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, my... How did you have time to do all of this? It's a lot. Well, I, that's fantastic because... It's amazing. Yeah. Combining, you know, work and, and still working with your... With my, my um, virtue. Or, ¿Cómo se dice? Mi herramienta. Mi, yeah. Uh -huh, which is the voice. Yeah. For me, it's perfect. Your tool. Uh -huh, my tool. My tool. Yeah, your talent. Uh -huh. and, and you can tell that you're passionate about it and you haven't... Like, you're not like, oh, I'm tired. No, you just want to keep on going and do more things, which is really cool. Yeah, and thanks to Carlos Alarraqui, uh -huh. he's a very important uh, published publicity agency, Carlos Alarraqui. Uh -huh. He creates Alarraqui uh, Productions and, and Publicity. Uh -huh. And they work together and he invited me. He's like another guru in my, in my like master. A like a mentor. Like a mentor, yeah. So oh, he introduced so me to publicity, Carlos Alarraqui, and he used to work very close from the, uh, uh, Slim's brand. Right. So but I if you, you can get all the intros in the world, and if you don't do a great job and you don't participate and follow up and do what you're supposed to do, it doesn't matter. It's not going to last 15 years. Exactly. That's such a long time. So I start combining radio, publicity, and I was not interested to, to do TV, mm -hmm. but... In a moment, because I really like music always, and my radio has to be with my radio show has, has to be with music. Mm -hmm. In tele, telehit, which is a um, music video channels in Televisa, yeah. I think I'm I'm yeah uh -huh. I know that brand. They invite me to to do voiceover for the first anniversary, and the person over there he asked, "Do you want to make a casting?" And I okay, I will do it. So I stayed there so many years also and then start doing interviews with Miguel Bosé, Enrique Iglesias, wow, Ricky Martin, Manna, so traveling everywhere. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. amazing. So I combined, you know, radio, publicity and TV those days. That is so cool. Now I'm so involved in, in radio now. 
This well, is. now you can, I mean, it's perfect for you because you can do it from your home studio. Yes. I mean, oh. it really is working with what's happening right now. And then you know that that's a consistent thing that you can always do. Uh-huh. Right? But I prefer to do radio eh, than television. I really, I'm a radio per person. Mm -hmm. That's really where you're comfortable. Love, yes. I like television, but because I worked there, then some other opportunities came, like working with Channel 22, which is a, our cultural channel, uh -huh. and then Canal 11, which is another cultural channel in Mexi Mexican local. So I worked like 15 years over there doing mm -hmm. some, you know, participation on TV. But I still being a voiceover. Mm -hmm. That's my yeah. you know, virtue or my... Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm more than... I'm not personality, you know, like physical personality that people look at me and, oh, you are. No, people recon recognize, recognize your me voice. because of my voice, uh -huh. which I really I'm so I'm so happy and thankful because I prefer to be a voice, not an image. It's yeah, but your image is more uh, your image comes along with your voice. And I'm sure that that because you've done voiceovers and spoken about so many great things and interviewed so many positive, interesting people that your voice is very strong and that's related to the personality that they see when they hear your voice, exactly. like of trust and of education and of being well-traveled and, and, um, trusting opinion. No, mm -hmm. they listen to you because they want to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And also maybe the tone of your voice will stay with them. When you're talking about Palacio de Hierro, for example. Or... Soy totalmente Palacio. Oh, I love it. Woo. It's so good. <laughs> I've been doing the voiceover for this fantastic brand 11 years. That is so cool. I'm so happy and, and thankful. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, anyone that's visiting Mexico City in particular, but it's in a lot of other big cities, has to visit Palacio de Hierro because it's like our... Bloomingdale's or, or whatever. Or, no, no, yeah. no, no, Saks, no. No, yeah, it's different. Maybe. Yeah, it could be Saks Fifth The thing is no. that we have the Palacio de los Palacios here. Uh -huh. So we have the huge Palacio de Hierro, which is on a couple floors, but then it has all the luxury boutiques around it. So it's really, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be like a Henry Bendel maybe, but okay. huge. Because also, not Macy's, or it could be like a no, Macy's. Macy's no, Macy's is not luxurious enough. No, no, no. Sorry, Macy's. We love you, but, but Macy's no. is more like Liverpool. Yes. Macy's is more like Liverpool. Well, Macy's is more diverse than Liverpool, I think, but it's more that. Uh, Neyman Marcus. Yeah, it's be. like. Yeah. And, and it has electronics, it has everything. So. Everything. Uh, and you know, but all, all luxury, everything. It's the fanciest. Great branding. Uh -huh. It's yeah. the fanciest mm -hmm. top uh, yeah. store. And then they know, have. Department store in Mexico. The mini boutiques inside of it. So it's like, be like Corte Inglés in Spain. Mm -hmm. It could be. Yeah, similar. Uh, similar. And they, now they have the, the gastronomy area. Yeah. So, so. Well, the Palacio de Palacios is really nice. If you like shopping, you have to go there when you're here in Mexico. <laughs> For sure, right? I don't know when Just listen we, to Mariana. Can go, we can buy, 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 you know, we can go and well, it's and very buy expensive e commerce. It's very, now these well, days. oh, well, yeah, exactly. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, pre COVID, you should go there. You can go up you to can the roof still buying and have, and have lunch in whenever we can go places again. It is a nice place to have lunch, yeah, and go up to the food court. It's cute. 
And there's mm. a lot of people, well, yeah, we don't want to see a lot of people right now, but I've before. I've been doing so many spots these days Yeah, for, for Palacio. So yeah. is it for shopping online? Of course. I've seen, a, I've been looking for my project a lot on Casa Palacio and Palacio. It's pretty good, the times of delivery and it's free, yeah. free delivery, even for very expensive things. Like it's, a, I'm buying like a wine fridge mm-hmm. for my client. Mm. Yeah, like they have a lot of stuff. It is a good, a very good place to to see. Yeah, and maybe <clears throat> because people aren't shopping in the store right now, they'll have more stock. That's the only problem that I see sometimes in mm-hmm. the department stores here in Mexico. That it looks like they have a lot of things, but then they'll have like two. Like uh-huh. you want to buy a set of glassware. Uh-huh. Instead of six or 12, they only have two of the color that you want or something like that. Like oh. they'll have a lot of display, but that's the only one that they have. They don't have a lot. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Yeah. That's something that's mm. frustrating. So perhaps when they're doing things online, they're able to stock things mm-hmm. more in one place. And then I don't know. Yeah. Eh, that's well, something about Mexico that, that is difficult sometimes to yes. find exact things that you want. I'm not a very active e-commerce shopper. I'm not here in Mexico. Are you? It, I am in the States. Uh-huh. Mostly my mom does my shopping for me in the States because she's like <laughs> the deal master and she will get everything that uh, I need and then I get it when I go back to the States and I come back. Okay. Um, But I'm starting here maybe a little bit. Amazon Mexico is getting better. Uh-huh. There's a lot more things. <laughs> um, and so that's very convenient just for like every anything, like regular day-to-day stuff. Shopping, really, I don't do clothing and stuff, mm. not really. Mm. Okay. No. And now not, these days, I think I mean, we I have try. to stop shop, yeah, it's really, shopping. Right now, I just want to clean out my closet. I haven't had time during the pandemic. I want to clean out my closet and just donate a lot of stuff and and have it cleared out. And then the things that I really need are waiting in Florida when one day I can go get on a plane and, and visit them because mm-hmm. I haven't went back in six months. So normally that's my shopping Aww. because I think you do need to refresh mm-hmm. and things, but disposable shopping is just not necessary. We don't need to buy things that won't be around and uh, that you're going to have and and never wear again. Uh-huh. If you have beautiful things that then, you know, you can wear for a very long time or that are going to last a long time, I'm much more about buying pieces of quality. Yes. Then I don't like to buy a lot of nothing that's going to last. And and you know, I I've been learning through COVID that we have to Requestion: What are we going? What what are the things that we put on first? Yeah. What uh, are the priorities? Uh, the priorities in first place. How do we want to spend our money? No, because we've been living in a very capitalist uh, world, <clears throat> with, which everything has to be with money. And mm-hmm. and now these days that we are at home. I can see my closets full of clothes, some dresses that I haven't used haven't still. Mm-hmm. No, they are new. And I said, okay, and, and what else? You know, right. I don't need all this. I don't need so many things that I have. Right. So for me, it's a very good um, learning, you know, COVID-19, yeah. to, to start thinking, okay, where, which are my priorities right. these days? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thankful. 
I'm thankful with uh, our brother virus. <laughs> our brother COVID. We love our you. Our brother and, virus. We love COVID. you and we hate you. Yeah, but I uh, something I have noticed that uh, the city's air is a lot better. The air is a lot cleaner and, and the sky is more beautiful and you can see more stars and everything. So there have been uh, some positive changes. And yes, you do. You kind of pay more attention to everything because, yeah, you just don't know when the next trip's coming or when the next paycheck's coming or or anything. Many, many people are, are that way and mm -hmm. and we have to be more conscious, generally yeah. speaking, and, and like you're doing, help people more. Which is such a beautiful thing that is so great. And don't put our values in money, in yeah. economy. Yeah. Come on. We, we have so many things and we don't need all that. See, That's the what I've been learning. The thing I miss the most is, is travel and, and, uh -huh. and being the luxury of having friends over and not thinking about if you have to be covered up or not or have they been around someone with COVID or how many people are coming. Okay, no, we can't have that person and that person. We can have one person come and... It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. You take that all really for granted. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and, and tra travel. We take it for exactly. granted. Exactly. And, and now these days. Travel I to really took for granted. Oh, and, me too. And I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. But I so, I, I can't say that uh, I regret any of the trips that I took. And I'm so glad that I seized the day in so many situations and did all the things that I have done. So it's good to look back and reflect and be happy about the decisions you've made because, God forbid, what if we're not able to travel to certain places mm -hmm. again for a very, very long time or mm -hmm. it's never the same safe scenario? You know, exactly. it's always going to be a little bit more stressful now, a little scarier yeah. to be on a plane with people. And, and you know, long trips like I, I traveled December and, and January last January and last December mm -hmm. to Middle East, yes. and to Israel and uh -huh. to that's Lebanon. The Isra that's the Israel I was hearing about on the Canada trip. Uh -huh. yeah. And Lebanon and Paris and Israel and, and uh -huh. Jordania. What a gorgeous trip. And, and I, I, just think, I just think, Daniel, thank God I had the opportunity to, to make that tri long trip because yeah. I don't know if I will do it again. Yeah. You know, a long trip... For, for example, I want to go to Japan. I don't know if when uh, I will go dying. to Japan. I'm dying to go to Japan. Yeah. And I want to go back to Hong Kong. That's oh. like really top. I've been there once, uh -huh. but for like 24 hours. And I'm fascinated with Hong Kong. I feel that it has some of the qualities of Mexico City with like old and new and all different walks of life and different, uh, so traditional, but so modern. I, I haven't been. Uh, oh my Kong. gosh. 24 hours and I'm like in love with it. Wow. It's somewhere that I really want to go back to. We hope we can do it again. We can. Yes. We can, but we all just need to stay safe and be conscious and keep following the rules, even though we don't want to. Like, it's such a treat to have you here mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. far away from me. And I think we're following the rules yeah. pretty much. We snuck in a hug, <laughs> but <laughs> um, we didn't have direct face contact. So I think it's okay. But yeah, I mean... We have to appreciate all of that. 
And and you know we we used to say hello like in Mexico we are so yeah, close lots of people kisses and kisses and and, and hugs. Uh-huh. Now we cannot do no. it. I'm, and think about all the salsas and the taco trucks that everyone <laughs> is using. I mean they you they don't use their own spoon, but like I always think, wow. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe that'll change some people's perspective. And that's a very traditional. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just kind of weird about that stuff. But think about the things of salsa that are open all day sitting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not going no, to. It's going to happen. It shouldn't uh-huh. continue to happen. Exactly. It shouldn't. It really shouldn't. <sighs> yeah. You have to be it more about individual serving. <laughs> yes. Or the person with the mask puts your salsa on the plate for you. You don't serve yourself types of things. Or going to a restaurant. Yeah. If you want to, no, you know, all the, the things that I, I've been doing with gastronomy, you go to festivals, you go to places, you go to... Sorry, it's an easy, an, an easy uh, interruption. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so... so uh, so your plans for the future, you are thinking about starting a podcast. Yes. Which is so I, cool. I want to, to continue. Well, I was thinking about YouTube video or podcast, uh-huh. but I'm now totally sure that I want to create my own podcast. I work a lot on, of, I would like to, to, you know, to project my passion for gastronomy, music, and traveling, which Amazing. is, you know, which is all the things that more, I really love more mm-hmm. than everything. And that you've done a lot of. Uh-huh, and I've been doing a lot. You have a lot of experience. Yes. So I think I will, I will do it that way. Gastronomy, Why not? music, and travel. I think podcasting <laughs> is so fun and I mean, you like, you have so much experience. Uh, I just, you know, this is my 10th episode. Oh. <laughs> ah, so that's not very many, but I'm loving it. And it is a fabulous creative outlet. It's such a good way to learn and to share information. And the more information you share, I mean, the more people can learn. And, and you already, you are, you're very well known in your field. So you can really spread these beautiful messages that you have and these cool things that you're seeing to, to more people. Yeah. And every night I have a, a subject, for example, these days, which is a LGBT uh, month. Mm-hmm. No, I've been talking with people of queer cinema, and I talk with this girl from LA, all the contents in now, now these days on TV series and, and, and television programs are, they are talking about diversity mm-hmm. they are talking about you know including not racism mm-hmm. everybody has a place in this world of so course. i have so many objects or themes that mm-hmm. i i really I'm, I'm i'm capable to talk about more than in my radio show also in my podcast right you know because we have to talk about what is happening in the world and mexico mexico it's a very important city it really Mexico is. Mexico City. Yeah. You know, a country, our Mexico, it's a, a, a very cosmopolitan country. It really is a lot more yeah. diverse and uh, multicultural and a lot more, I don't know, before I lived here in Mexico City, I had heard that, uh, that Mexico is not as accepting of the gay culture. Mm-hmm. And then I moved here and I live in Zona Rosa, 
which is, you know, a very, uh -huh. uh, a neighborhood where there's a lot of gay people. And I think it is so beautiful. It is so crazy right now because it's very quiet. You know, it's not the same during the pandemic, but it, it's such a beautiful thing. There's people kissing and hugging and holding hands and it's the most natural thing in the world. So Perhaps it's just more more accepted by the culture in such a big city. I'm really not sure, but it would be interesting to hear more about it because it's always just been a way of life for me. I've never, uh, I've always, I've always been a part of gay culture, and I have. Mm. Uh, it, it's just normal. It's just yeah. normal. Uh, it's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Exactly. So it. It's weird to me to think, think that it's not accepting, but where I live in the city, it's very prominent and normal and uh -huh. beautiful and full of life. And it's just so loving. It's yeah. really, it's a lot of PDA, <laughs> a lot of kissing and, and stuff. I mean, and all kinds of different couples, girls and girls, boys and boys, girls and boys, everyone hugging and holding hands and walking and sitting around the, the angel and all the benches around where I live on Reforma. Uh -huh. And it's so beautiful. I think Mexicans are just so loving and so romantic and they're just like looking into each other's <laughs> eyes and it's such a beautiful thing but it's so important uh, because maybe there's someone living somewhere else in Mexico that doesn't know that they are they should be so comfortable with that you and know, be themselves we are we are trying to to open our minds we are so close-minded There's a lot of homophobic people in well, Mexico it's still. it's such a traditional society. It's so yes. old. And so machista. It's, well, yeah. Uh -huh. It so, can be. So there are so many, you know, discrimination. But it's everywhere. Yeah, I know. That's the point of all of that's been happening. Yeah. And I know it's not just in the U.S., but as, as an American, it, there's, so, uh, there's so much protesting and there's so many things happening and... Uh, It's heartbreaking, but it's good because sometimes you have to have an explosion to have things really change. So we all need to do our part to, yeah, but to we, do that. I think that the, those minor, minor minorities, mm -hmm. there are no minorities anymore. So mm -hmm. we have to open our minds. So it shouldn't be seen like that. Exactly, but they still sing as, as that. Yeah, I've just, know, yeah, honestly, I mean, I'm here and I'm different than everyone. I honestly did not think twice. Like, uh -huh. and maybe that's crazy because I moved to another country I'd so rapidly, but I'd never thought of, yes, there's cultural differences, but for me, those differences are so beautiful that they, uh, they're what makes the life so beautiful here. I don't see it as a negative to have it be different or that I need to discriminate or stereotype or, I mean, stereotypes are around for a reason, mm -hmm. but we just need to see a person, you know? Exactly. And not a color and not say no and uh, they can't do this or, I don't know, it's such a complex, crazy thing and it's hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes mm -hmm. uh, to know how they've been feeling. So I'm trying to be as sensitive as, as possible. And such, this is such a huge movement, especially in the States. Sometimes I don't even know if what I think or say is right. Mm 
-hmm. But the more we spread education and the more we talk about these things, maybe the more normalized it's it will be. It's part of the conversation. Be, yeah. and, and, and that's okay because we can talk about it. Now we are open to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. it, now these days, that's the, 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 the plus, you know, the mm -hmm. good thing that it's happening. But in Mexico, we are so racist. And so classist. Yeah. You know, Mexicans are It is a very classist like society. That. That's something no. that I, I battle with mentally, uh -huh. the classist society, a lot. Mm -hmm. It really bothers me. Oh. But it's very hard not to take part in it also in certain ways to... What do you mean to take part of it? Okay, I'm going to give an example. Uh -huh. And we're kind of going off track here, but I think it's an important conversation. And I think yeah. maybe by uh, talking about it here, it might uh, stimulate a conversation for someone else. So here and in other countries, uh, Latin American countries, or you know, I, maybe in India and other, other countries that are kind of have a more class society, mm -hmm. uh, you can afford help. Right? It, in the US, I couldn't afford to have a housekeeper every day. Okay. Or sometimes every month, maybe once in a while, or pretty much I'm cleaning my own house. Huh? Yeah. But here, you can afford help. Mm -hmm. And what the going rate is to pay a housekeeper is so much less than what you would pay someone to do it in, in the States. The same thing, I do catering events. It, I use models a lot and they're very expensive no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. But if you are going to pay a server, a regular server, he would get paid what one of these guys, one of the models makes in one hour for his whole night. Yeah, it's terrible. And I can afford here to have a driver when I'm working. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate driving here. I have popped so many tires and <laughs> I've scraped the car so many times and it just causes problems <laughs> with my uh, pareja. Uh -huh. So I get in fights with my boyfriend about it. So basically I don't really drive anymore. Okay. So when I'm go working and I have a lot going on or maybe I have a whole day of errands, Uh, and, and normally, really not during COVID, but I can afford to have someone help me drive, take me to Costco, help me load the car. That's not something that's common necessarily in, in the U.S. unless you're very wealthy. Mm -hmm. You can't really afford that. Uh -huh. But I participate in that. Yes. And I, I do always, uh, anyone that's in my life that's helping me, They're having lunch with me. They, I'm giving them birthday presents. I'm getting them a water when I go into the store. Uh, I try to give them extra whenever I can. But I can't afford to pay them what I would pay someone in the U.S. And I wouldn't pay someone in the U.S. most likely because I, n most of the time you can't afford it. Exactly. So, But here in Mexico, you can. But here in Mexico, can. you can. So am I, uh, am I perpetuating more of that by paying someone what the cost is to clean your house here in Mexico, mm -hmm. am I causing more of that? I feel guilty about it. And I don't know if that's wrong or if it's right, but to make our lives work and to do events and to have this Casa Design Hunter where mm -hmm. we're recording right now and mm -hmm. where, where the magazine has a meeting place, and we need help. And, it, yes. and our help can... here is, is provided health insurance and things like that, like... And they're not paid awful at all, no. but it's not what I 
think that they should get paid necessarily. It's like a huge subject to talk about. Yeah, we should talk. We should talk about we should, that. It's, we should have another episode about it. But yeah, it's but, interesting because it, you know, as a Mexican and you American, we have two different point of views. I'm another um, lucky mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. that that receive help from others. You know, mm-hmm. like Male, the the woman who used to work with my mother 15 years. Now she's working with me, and she. She's the best person I can have. I live alone. Mm-hmm. I have my boyfriend, but I live alone. And, and, and she's a very important person to me, even more than she helps me, you know. She represents so many things for me. Right. And, and, and I would like to give her the best I can, mm-hmm. no? Mm-hmm. More than a, a, a money every week right. or every day, you mm-hmm. know. She, she, she's the best person that right. I have. Exactly. You know, so so we have to. The other day, I had this conversation with Marcelina Bautista. She she's been what a beautiful name, Marcelina, Marcelina Bautista. Bautista. Oh we my should gosh. have a program about this. Yeah, it's so interesting because you know we can see the differences and we can see that the discrimination and all the desigualdad mm-hmm. that we live these days. Now that's why these people are working to receive all the um como se dice todas las beneficios uh-huh. all the benef- benefits uh, all mm-hmm. the benefits mm-hmm. as every worker in this city okay. you know and they are fighting for that so they was it like a union yes it's like a union it's like a un sindicato it's a syndicate but if you want we can talk about it because they are moving you know, thanks through government to have their like law. a pay rate, yeah, pay rates and uh, social security uh-huh. and everything. They work in a house. That doesn't mean that they don't have any any um, opportunity or they don't have to be covered with all your needs right. as a worker. Even if you work as a administration in a building, or if you are police, or if you are. Uh, a worker home. Mm-hmm. ¿Cómo se dice? Este, una mujer de, que trabaja en el, en el hogar. Yeah, she's uh, the, the housekeeper. The, yeah, a housekeeper. Uh-huh. They, they deserve mm-hmm. the same exactly. as everyone, you exactly. know? Exactly, exactly. So they are so fighting for I'm that. So that's I'm saying. I mean, we don't, we don't, we pay uh, uh, not, not a super inexpensive price. We pay really well, I think. But I just wonder, that, is it enough Or what else can I be doing? But uh, then if I pay them too much, I won't be able to afford it. And Mm -hmm. I really need the help. Like, no, I don't have to have someone to clean my house. But sometimes I work so much and my house is a disaster. It drives me crazy. Like we haven't been able to have so much help during COVID. Mm -hmm. And my house is a disaster. Yeah, I understand. I don't that. like to mop the floor, and now I'm spoiled. <laughs> but I will mop the floor. You know, please mop the floor. Yeah, <laughs> please. It's a, it's good for you. David is better at mopping the floor. <laughs> but I've been cleaning the bathroom and whatever. Like I've been cleaning, uh-huh. yeah. but not enough. Not and enough. Yeah. So so tam- sometimes you need someone. It's just something Healthy. that touches my heart that makes me feel unsure, like what's okay. But I, I've had some. Uh, people working with me in my life that I've really tried to push 
to ask for more and they just don't do it. Or I try to give them more work or I try to involve them more in what we're doing so that, or maybe get more educated in, in the kitchen or do, do something like that or uh, sit them down at the computer and have it. But it's like they don't want to get out of their comfort zone uh-huh. of what they're used to doing and they don't want more. Oh. So yeah. everyone is different. Uh-huh. But I think... Uh, And I respect them so much, but I sometimes wonder, is that okay? Mm-hmm. And I feel so nervous that I just talked about this because it's not something that I planned on talking about. <laughs> and I think it's kind of controversial and maybe I'm like not correct in what I'm saying, but what's correct? This no, is the way that I feel. You it. know, it's, it's okay to talk about it and to question this. That's, that's our learning and, and growing mm-hmm. and our human you know, share that mm-hmm. we have to think about everything. Everything is changing. And, and here in Mexico, things are so, so complicated. Yeah. A lot of desigualdad, mm-hmm. a lot of... Uh, Desigual, uh, inequality. Uh-huh. uh-huh. A lot. Mm-hmm. So, so it's okay that, that we are two women works and ha- and we have this condition a good mm-hmm. condition and mm-hmm. we have we can afford help from others but not everybody or people who can afford help from others now in these days covid they just said thank you ramon or thank mm-hmm. you laura the woman who works at the uh, whatever yeah uh-huh. now they don't I, have a I job i cannot i cannot pay you more because you know everything is stopped so right so It's complicated, but we can talk about it. Yeah, day. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think we should, because it's something that I really need to know more yes, about. And, baby. and yeah, you're so beautiful. You oh. have a big, big heart. Oh, no, I know that. You. I think you do too. Yeah. Same. I think the same. <laughs> well, let's let's end. Let's wrap this up on a lighter note. Okay. So, um, and we'll first say that how much we appreciate all the help and all the beautiful. People on our team. I just want to give them a shout out. <laughs> yes. But anyway, uh, so what are three things, uh, three things in Mexico that you love the most or that you would recommend that people experience when they're here? It can be a city. It can be a restaurant. It can be a thing. It can be anything. Mm, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I really enjoy... Going to some barrios of uh, neighborhoods, neighborhoods, uh-huh. barrios. For example, uh, Santa Maria de la Rivera. Where is that? <laughs> I don't know that one. Santa Maria de la Rivera. La Colonia San, or San Rafael. Okay, I know that no, one. Santa Maria de la Rivera is one of the best places to visit. It's so traditional. Big It's houses. here in Mexico City? Yes, baby, of oh, course. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know it. No, don't worry. Okay, don't worry. you I have know to take me there. You have to know everything. Well, yeah, as, I don't. As, uh, you are not Mexican, but no, but, but you know, there are. We have a really nice suburbs in Mexico, more than the typical or touristic mm-hmm. suburbs. For example, Condesa. Now it's right. so touristic. Yeah, or Roma. It's so touristic. But we have. But those are like little hipster. Uh-huh, Everything is fancy. lower. It's nice. Yeah, I it's like it. Nice. And it's so can... quiet there too. I feel like it's more quiet than other places in the city. Yeah. In those two pli- places. So, so for me, it's nice to visit these uh, barrios, mm-hmm. uh, like Santa Maria la Rivera. They are 
very nice restaurants. I don't know when they are going to open. Ugh. But you can find like um, studios from uh, a lot of artists here in Mexico that they decide to move there and have their own studios for working. So it has something, you know, has mojo, mm -hmm. mojo, those, that place. So I like to visit my, my city when I, I'm, uh, I'm able to do it. Mm -hmm. in, I like to, uh, to ride bicycle mm, and go to, so fun. Uh -huh, to downtown or wherever I need to go or Roma or Condesa or wherever mm -hmm. I decide. Now we have this culture of bicycle a little bit more open. Mm -hmm. So it's okay, you know, because yeah. now we have our own roads in some avenues so we can... Yeah, that's a big deal because this is such a busy city. It's yeah. kind of scary and, and I can't ride a bike here. No. No. <laughs> I cannot ride a bike in the city. I can barely ride a bike in the country, but I can ride a bike on like an open road where no one's going to run me over. My dear, I love you. <laughs> Just being honest. Yeah. But that's, I mean, some people are better at riding bikes than me. Like no, I, everyone I'm, else. I'm very good biker. Good. Very good biker. Yeah, not me. You know, I just came here I know. with my bike. Well, we are close in this area. Right. But yesterday I was at Roma, obviously with my gloves, my mm -hmm. mask, oh, gosh, everything. Yeah. And, you know, enjoying the city. That's so and nice. And have to be really, really careful because people doesn't have the culture. The, mm -hmm. the driver doesn't have the... They don't pay attention. Uh, no, yeah. no, they don't pay attention it's to It's kind of crazy driver. But I yeah. like that. I like to ride on bicycle. I love... One of the most things I love in the world, it's going to markets. Yeah. A me los too. mercados. Me too. For me, a market, it's the place where you can understand a city or a town. Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, if I go to India, I go to markets there. But, you know, you know what I mean? The markets with, where people, it's they're selling everything mm -hmm. chickens animals food yeah. vegetables yeah. seeds you know for me so. it's ah, so fantastic i was in 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 um, lebanon and all that and and as i said in israel and and if you go to a market you you understand you can see mm -hmm. the reality of the place mm -hmm. so, i totally agree aha uh -huh. so that's one of my favorite th things in life mm. yeah and they're so good here in mexico yes or they were Ah. They were. They need to come back. Uh -huh. So when colorful. No, everyone's eating. Everyone's family. Uh -huh. The culture of so markets is such friendly a beautiful places. Thing. It really no, is. you can and and cheap. You can buy yeah cheap stuff. Yeah. So organic. Yeah. Or for example, I was in 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 these days in Puerto Escondido. I went to the market there, and you can find all the art artes, artesanos. Uh huh. How do you say? ¿Cómo se dice artesanos? The artisans. Ah, bueno, casi. Yeah, casi, thing. casi. Artesanos, I feel like everyone knows what that is. Ajá, okay. Right. Los artesanos, no, uh -huh. they sell the, the covers, you know, uh, mm -hmm. board, uh, bordados. Ajá, uh -huh. embroidered everything. Ajá, uh -huh. so, so it's so, so handicrafts. nice. Ajá, uh -huh. handicraft. So it's beautiful. Things. You can find every, everything yeah. in a market. I could not agree more. That's one of my favorite things to do also. I like to eat a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And cook, yeah. and cook. So I, I, I used to go a lot of to restaurants and to festival gastronomy festivals uh, here around the, the city. What's your favorite market to buy food, and what is your favorite restaurant? 
I know it's hard to say favorite restaurant, mm. but what is one of your top restaurants? Okay. And your top like food market, like Mercado San Juan or something like that. Yeah, San Juan. I like San Juan, but now it's expensive. It's very expensive. Yeah, I prefer, you know, Mercado Medellín, which is in Roma. Yeah, that one's good. But I think so, it's kind of expensive too. too. Yeah. It's also expensive, but it's easier to navigate because it's smaller, right? But, you know, the best place to go to buy things, it's Central de Abasto. Have you been there? I cannot believe I've never been there. Ah! I've been to Jamaica so uh, many times. Jamaica is one of my yeah. also. I always go to Jamaica. I don't go to Centro de Astos. Okay. I really want to go. Jamaica is one of the beautiful yeah, my places guess, to go. Like because, my house. Oh. I, I've just been there so much, and that's how I got to know the city kind of. We should go there. to Jamaica together. Yeah. And they, they sell flowers everywhere, so yeah, that's so very beautiful. special markets, yeah, no? exactly. That's why, I mean, I get all my flowers from there. Uh-huh. And, uh, but David says that I still can't go yeah. because it's not we safe. We should have care, to, to be care, yeah. take care these days. But when everything comes to the new normality, mm-hmm. as they said... We will go back to markets and you, we should go also to and discover Central de Abasto because they create this project with um, street artists, mm-hmm. graffitis, mm-hmm. graffiti uh, artists. One of my friends did some of the art there. Her okay. name is Scarlett Bailey. Okay. She was on episode four of the podcast, guys. Ah. She's lovely. You would love her. Okay. You could maybe interview you, yes, interview her for your show. Yeah, she did a lot of the art there. These big, uh, you have to see it. Uh, murals, walls, huge uh-huh. murals. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. So, so they they've been working, you know, in a place really urban place, mm-hmm. a, a very 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 tremendous big market, mm-hmm. which is Central de Abasto. Mm-hmm. It's like a city. Yeah. We can say I'm that it's like a city. Go. But you can feel, you know, that everything is there. Mm-hmm. The artist, the, the food, the animals that you can eat there. So it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. You have to take, you know, your time to go there with no runs or, you know, you have to. Right. Uh-huh. And enjoy the place because you will see everything that happens in Mexico over there. So yeah. it's a reflection of it's not Mexico like, City. M- like Jamaica is mainly flowers and then there's vegetables and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Central de Abastos is everything, right? Yes, everything. And so also cool. mm, for me, okay, that's my, my, my favorite places. And if you ask me about a restaurant, oh, that's a very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. One of my best places, really, really, and I've been eating there for years, I can say that is Contramar. Contramar for me is one of the best places in Mexico. Yeah. And and it's special. Yes, so special. (laughs) You know, I like Pie de Cuchon, which is Mm -hmm. so nice. Mm -hmm. And I like... um, um, I just forgot the name. I, I will tell you. But... Contramar, it's it's one of the it's best delicious. places, and it and has a lot of so mojo. Yeah. You can eat the best um, seafood, mm-hmm. tacos, fish tacos, sopes, mm-hmm. uh, pescados. It's it's amazing, and place. it's very well known. Yes. Like for the feel, okay. So it's always busy, and sometimes you have you know you ha- you have to make a reservation, and sometimes you can get a table if you just walk in. But even they didn't they make a documentary on it and Netflix. Like it's a big deal. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so good. I really love it. I, I love think it's delicious and I think the service is like impeccable. 
Yes. Yeah. And you know, I have so many restaurants that I, yeah. I, I like. I like how they prepare uh, seafood in Mexico. Yeah, me too. So exotic. I don't is. eat a lot of meat. I mm -hmm. prefer to eat oh, white, yeah, white meat. Uh -huh. So for me, seafood or fishes is, is the best. And I also like to, to eat a lot of vegetables. So, so I, I, you know, I support and help some chefs now these days that they are selling um, vegetables in their um, own um, huertos. Uh -huh. And and they gave you the the canasta. They bring you the canasta. That is beautiful. With so many vegetables. So that they, they grow produce. them from their own gardens. Uh -huh, they are gar uh -huh, gardens. So they give you like hot sauce and 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 cheese, local cheese, oh and gosh. tortillas. And they bring you a basket. Yes, of all that? I can. I can. Okay, give yeah. you the, the contact. That sounds so amazing. Yeah, and the ch chefs are doing that because the situation of the gastronomy and chefs in Mexico it's terrible. Right. You know, chefs and. All the people that works in I, restaurants. That's something that's very special about Mexico because it's very easy to support local people by shopping at these markets for your vegetables and not just always going to a, a regular grocery store. You can you have your market guy and you call him and he's getting a chicken from the guy that raised the chicken, no? So like it's uh -huh. kind of it's cool. It's it, yeah. it's a really beautiful thing that we can support smaller vendors and people that are growing their own food, and it's so much healthier. And to it's eat like organic. That. Yeah, and you help local production mm -hmm. and and local food and local producers, mm -hmm. and you don't have to go just to the market. You know, the, just Superama, the big Superama yeah. or another market. Right. So you you are helping. You know the, the yeah. local commercial. Del comercio justo. ¿Cómo se dice comercio justo? Um, uh, just. No, justo. Justice. Justice commerce. Uh -huh. Pero no sé si la traducción es. Commercial suena. justice. Yeah. Comercio I, justo. Yeah. O sea, que I consumes, a, que es justo. O sea, es. Like. Um, Fair trade. Exactly. Yeah. Fair hello. trade. Yeah. Hello, Mariana. <laughs> no, hello to me. I couldn't think of what it was. No, Fair stop it. You're doing great. <laughs> and anyway, when, when we translate and we do, when we do the translation, I think if anyone's listening, then they're familiarizing themselves with the words in your obviously perfect Spanish. Oh, not my... Not perfect Spanish, not perfect English. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. No, it's good. No, it is what it is. It's all about communicating. <laughs> it's much more interesting that way, so I like it. Yes. I can't thank you enough for being here. Gosh, we really talked about everything. Yeah, <laughs> and we can talk it's, more. It's so good to see you. So, you are so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yes, really. You are. No, we, we, we travel to, to uh, Montreal yeah. and to Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And we met there in this uh, fam trip, yeah, and so we nice. were now we are reconnecting again yeah, after so everything nice. happened. Yeah. So thanks for I'm, the invitation, of really, course. Daniele. No, you. I'm so happy that you were able to come. You're so busy. You're so busy, yeah. and you're doing so many amazing things for the community and everything like that. I mean, it's. So awesome. Mm. I'm just trying to get through the day. <laughs> yes, come with us. To yes, do I would really, really like to. Yes, and I invite everybody to listen to my radio show. Which yes, is please on, tell us all very, where very we can important. follow you and find you. Yeah. So, how, uh, what station is it and how can people tune in? It's in, in W Radio, WFM. Okay. That's in the traditional name that everybody knows, but now these days it's W Radio, which is. Uh, 
part of uh, Televisa Radio. Okay. And it's 96.9 FM. Uh And my radio show is Delirio Nocturno at 11 p.m. My name is Mariana Brown. And we will have a really good time every night. And you can listen to our podcast also in W Radio. It's W Radio www.radio.com.mx I love that. Okay. And what's your Instagram? Mariana Brown, German, B-R-A-U-N, official. Mariana Brown, official. Nice. <laughs> I will thank you so much thank again. You, baby. Sending you yeah. a virtual kiss. Yes. Oh, you know, Have you seen? Now we will uh, say, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm sending you an elbow tap and a tap with my foot. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it could be fun. I mean, too. it is what it is, right? Yes, it is what it is. That's our, the, that's our phrase. This yeah, is, it, it is, is what, what it, it is. is. Let's make the best of and, it. And be here now. Yeah. That's my phrase. Yeah. Okay. That's all we can do. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, baby. Thank you so much. Thank you, Daniele. <laughs> Blonde in Mexico. You're listening to the podcast, podcast Blonde in Mexico with Danielle Keel. So I want to share a little tip. So my world is generally filled with tons of flowers. I, I do arrangements every week uh, for my events that have obviously been postponed, uh, but also for um, Casa Design Hunter, which is where I record my podcast and where we hold a lot of events and things like that. And normally I'm decorating the entire house with flowers every week. And for like a month or two, I didn't order flowers. I couldn't order flowers. I couldn't get a hold of the guy that usually brings them to me. I couldn't go to the market because it's it's not safe. And um, I really, most of the flower stands that I was seeing were all shut down. And I was really trying not to go out to the supermarket and order order my groceries. Anyway, I finally broke down the other day and I ordered um, roses and I ordered some orchids because they last forever. And I just wanted to give a little tip that if you're feeling kind of blue or you need to change up your space or whatever, you should get some flowers. And honestly, if you're taking walks like I am and you really can't, you know, it's not in the budget to buy flowers, you know, cut some leaves um, from an empty lot or, you know, get some wild daisies and put them in a little thin vase. I mean, you can be inventive. Um, Honestly, the big tropical leaves, uh, those things last forever. Literally, they can last like months um, if you just trim the end and change the water. It'll last forever. But having something alive in your house and, and, and bringing in something beautiful and and just accenting i mean it's not like you know it's not it's a very easy trick and obviously many people already know this but i just wanted to remind you by just doing a little refresh or getting some some flowers in there and and just spending your time arranging them and and getting your mind off of everything that's going on in this world is such a help and it made me so happy and so like just inspired every time I was walking by the flowers it was like made me smile and made me happy and um, I think it's totally totally worth it I would rather not order takeout one night and order flowers (laughs) okay or maybe you know a couple nights and get like a whole bunch of flowers Um, I could stand to miss a couple takeout orders at this point so anyway that's just my tip Uh, sending 
lots of love out into the universe and a big hug for everybody besos from mexico city get some flowers guys blondes in mexico So guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Mariana is so inspiring. Um, let me know if you have any questions uh, on the episode for her. She's lovely. I'm sure she'll answer whatever you need. Comments, feedback, whatever you got, let me know. Um, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. If you like what's happening on um, iTunes, Spotify, or PasajeroFM.com, you can uh, find Blonde in Mexico and follow me at Instagram on Instagram (laughs) sorry at Blonde in Mexico besos guys thank you so much see you next week Blonde in Mexico podcast your authentic resource for everything Mexican Blonde in Mexico with Danielle Keel Blonde in Mexico Pasajero FM.com Pasajero Abre tu mundo Podcast Encuentra Consulta Más contenidos de tu interés en pasajerofm.com